You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Hello, I'm Stephanie Ruff. And I'm Aviva Nabeski. We're the hosts of the Dressage Today podcast, where you can find us talking about anything and everything dressage related. Our conversations span the world of dressage from leading riders to local level dressage heroes. We're talking training advice, showing tips, and sharing stories to inspire your own dressage journey. So tune in, then tack up. Welcome to the Dressage Today podcast, sponsored by U.S. Rider. Since this is our last podcast of 2023, we are doing something a little bit different. Earlier this year, uh, the staff, we did a deep dive into Dressage Today's website statistics from the past few years. And in 2022, the most popular training article that was accessed, read, whatever, was called Half Halts Simplified with Kathy Connolly. So later in this podcast, we're going to bring you a reading of that article. But before that, Aviva and I wanted to take a moment to celebrate the accomplishments of a few of the people that we talked to in 2023, because they did some pretty cool things. They did. It was a good year. It was was a good good year. So to to start in January, um, at the very beginning, which seems like a long time ago now, feels like it feels like twelve months ago. <laughs> it, it really does. <laughs> um, we talked to the thoroughbred expert Allison O'Dwyer, who then this fall at the thoroughbred makeover was named both the dressage champion and the overall thoroughbred makeover champion with Knock 'Em Down. How exciting is that? Yeah. Congratulations, Allison. And I think he was just a four-year-old horse. I think he's a son of American Pharaoh, the Triple Crown winner. And I think this is one that, I think this is one she's keeping. I think she fell in love with him and has decided that this one's hers. Well, I can certainly (laughs) understand that. That's pretty successful. Yeah, yeah. Well, to to go with our timeline here in February, which feels like 11 months ago, (laughs) we talked with um, paradressage writer Ellie Brimmer. That was a wonderful interview. Um, And she just got the USDF Volunteer of the Year Award at the USDF convention. How cool is that for all the things that she does? Yeah, she does a lot. And I mean, she's also a USEF board member. She's she's always and she's I always see her helping at shows and she's all over the place. So it is most definitely well deserved. Absolutely. We're proud of her. Yeah. And then just not surprisingly, our most popular interview of the year was with Stefan Peters. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> yeah, shocking. Shocking. Yeah. Huh? But um, we just want to send him goodwill. Goodwill? We yes, would like well. to. S- <laughs> yes. We would like to send him get well wishes because he was recently hospitalized with some blood clots in his legs and lungs. So we just hope that he gets better really, really soon. Yep, because Paris is coming. Paris is coming. That's right. There's no delay. (laughs) Yeah. It will wait for no one. No, not even not even our most popular. Not even Stephen Peters. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 
Um, and then in October, I talked with Emily Donaldson, and she at the USDF finals won the first level open championship with the horse Supersonic. So she had some really good success. And then, of course, last month, which felt feels like last month, I guess. Yeah, feels um, like just the other day. <laughs> just the other day, we talked to the uh, Pan Am individual gold medalist Julio Mendoza Lore um, right after his big success. So congratulations. Don't we have, to, don't we have the coolest job, Stephanie, talking I to know. these amazing people? I know. And that's really kind of like, you know, wow, we... Uh, you know, I mean, some of these people like Stefan Peters, you know, is already already established. But, yeah. you know, it's, just, it's great to bring light to some people who maybe don't get as much, um, you know, recognition like Ellie or Emily um, or even Allison and, and yeah. um, help people get to know them a little bit better because they are all out there doing really great things. Yes, they are. And it's well. We have no idea who we're going to talk to next year, but I'm sure it will be good as well. <laughs> I don't know. We'll I don't see. think we've, we'll see who we come think, up with next year. Yeah, I don't think we've had a dud interview yet. Oh, of course not. No, I mean, I've really do. enjoyed chatting with all of the people that we've had the opportunity to talk to. And, yeah. you know, even people that I, you know, when you first told me we were going to talk to and I said, hmm, I'm not so sure I want to do this. And <laughs> it turned out to be fabulous. So right. I've been I've been meeting wonderful people and learning yeah. new things. And, yep. you know, what a great way to to broaden my education, too. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Mine as well. And um, hopefully everybody else has learned a thing or two or just gotten to know a couple of people. And uh, we look forward to bringing you even more people next year. Absolutely. For this month's Ask the L, we have a question from Jamie. And Jamie wants to know that when you salute, is there a length of time that you should be saluting for? She mentioned that once she got a comment that she was too fast, too quick. Interesting. Well, you do know that if you read the instructions of the movement at the halt, the halt must be held for three seconds. So. Think about it. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. So if you think about how long it takes you to put both reins in one hand, right? And drop one hand to your side, nod your head, look up at the judge, pick up the rein again and wait for the judge to acknowledge you. The chances are pretty good. You're going to hit that three second halt requirement. And really, yeah. I think that if the comment was that the salute was too quick, it probably meant, Jamie, that you were afraid your horse was going to walk off in the middle <laughs> of the salute um, and that you barely let go of the reins before you quick gra gathered them back up. So, you know, it is you know, we talk about particularly the first center line is the opportunity for the judge. It's your, you know, it is your first impression. So right. making that center line beautifully and straight and halting nicely and quietly and calmly holding your halt and salute. Um, you know, all of that makes an impression on the judge and makes the judge feel good and want to give you good scores. 
So you don't have to actually hold the salute, but you do have to hold your halt. And you do want to make your halt look not rushed, not overly slow either. There are those who make their, I, I always giggle, the people who, you know, they, they put the reins in one hand and then, you know, the next thing you know, the, the reins are all hanging over one side of the horse's neck and the horse is sort of standing there like, mom, what are you doing? <laughs> and the rider scrambles to pick up the reins, you know, and, they, and the horse just stands there because sometimes horses really are wonderful. Yeah. But, you know, it's a skill that's worth practicing. You know, it's it's like shortening your reins. You want to be able to do what you need right. to do and make it look smooth and seamless and count Mississippis so that you know that you're holding it for the right amount of time. And remember, just as an adjunct to this, don't salute, pick up your reins and trot off. Make sure you wait for the judge to acknowledge you. Yeah. Because that's part of it. The judge may be thinking your horse looks like it's about to do something and they're waiting to see whether you really have the horse under control. <laughs> I was riding a fourth level test once and I went down center line. I halted. I saluted. I looked at the judge, realized that she was under the table. Um, I think she had dropped her pen. And, you know, I waited and I because I didn't want to trot off. I wanted to make sure that she saw the move off because right. that's part of the movement. Yeah. So my halt was a, a good bit longer than, than three seconds. Um, <laughs> and I think I got a couple of brownie points for, for waiting. Um, yeah. So those are just some things to add to the whole process. That, that whole halt salute thing is a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And um, it can, it can be, uh, it can be, some horses don't like to stand still for three seconds. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> three, three seconds can feel forever. I was about to say, sometimes three seconds can seem like a really long time. <laughs> well, and you know, if you watch some former Olympians, you know, I don't mm. think that Klaus Balkenhall and Goldstern ever actually halted. Anki <laughs> von Grunsven and, and uh, Bonfire weren't real good at that whole halt thing either. Right. So, yeah, you know, horses, I mean, you the halt is a forward gate, right? We all we're all told that yeah. it's not slam into the front end, but to sit into it and be ready to spring off. And some of our horses are ready to spring That's a right. little bit sooner than we want them to. <laughs> yeah. All right. So make sure you count your Mississippis. That's the count that's your Mississippi. That's, that's a great way to end the year. Count yep. your Mississippis. Yeah, count your Mississippis <laughs> and wait for the judge. <laughs> Well, and we will we will be back with more because we have a bunch of Ask the L questions. So we will be back with more of those and more of your great wisdom of Eva next oh, year as well. You. Yeah, well, but we're looking forward to 2024 and looking forward to looking back to 2022 with Kathy Connolly's fabulous article about half halts. Exactly. And we will have that when we come back. Whether you're headed across the country or just down the road. You could be traveling with the peace of mind, knowing you and your horse are protected by U.S. Riders 24-7 roadside assistance coverage. From lockouts and jump starts to towing and stabling veterinarian and farrier referrals, U.S. Rider ensures a breakdown won't leave you stranded. Join today and save 15% with the code USRDT at usrider.org. Half Halts Simplified with Kathy Connolly. We all dream of achieving collection, the state in which the horse carries his rider with power and balance. No matter the level, 
dressage helps improve the horse's balance so he can carry the rider with ease. The half halt is the key to shifting the horse's balance onto his hind end and lifting his forehand. I will teach you simple steps to practice and perfect the half halt. The half halt is essential to change the horse's balance because it creates engagement. Engagement has two parts. First, the horse carries more weight behind by shifting back onto the hind end. Then, because he activates his core muscles, he is able to lift the forehand. When he pushes forward in motion, he keeps the hind end lowered and maintains an uphill carriage. When the horse engages, his hind legs mechanically move in two ways to carry more weight. First, he narrows his footfall so that his hind legs move closer together. Second, he steps more forward toward his center of gravity. To achieve this ideal balance, we create power by making the horse responsive to the leg, directing the power through the right channels with straightness, and then redirecting the power with half halts to create engagement. To help riders improve the horse's balance, I ask three questions. First, is the horse forward and light to the leg as a state of mind? In other words, is he reactive to the light use of the rider's leg and does he feel eager to go forward? He should be traveling in a steady rhythm and relaxed tempo, not a fast pace. Second, is the horse straight? When the horse is straight, he is in the position of shoulder four. Shoulder four position is when the horse's outside hind leg tracks directly behind the outside front leg and the inside hind leg tracks between the two front legs. The horse's inside hind leg is narrowed, stepping toward his center of gravity, and can then be in a position to carry the horse's and rider's weight. Third, is the horse listening to half halts? The half halt creates engagement and improves balance. Entire books can and have been written about each aspect, but I want to focus on the half halt. We will discuss how to ride the half halt and how to choose the right aids to get the best result. Then you can make sure your horse is listening to the half halts. Prerequisites Before you begin, not only should the horse be in a forward state of mind and traveling straight in shoulder four, but you need to make sure your seat is in balance. I use the term balance box, which is where the rider's vertical axis intersects the horse's longitudinal axis. Sit evenly on your two seat bones and your pubic bone so you maintain alignment of the ear over the shoulders, elbows, hips, and heels. By maintaining this position, the rider will not come out of balance box laterally or longitudinally. Only then can the horse maintain his balance longitudinally from front to back and laterally from left to right. By sitting in this position, the rider can be the seat and balance the horse needs before he needs it. Because of the half halt and good timing, the rider can either correct the balance issue or prevent a balance issue. I train riders to think about the half halt as a way to connect the horse's hind end forward toward the front end. The way we use our body and balance connects the horse's back half to the front half. Half halt basics. The half halt is made up of four steps. One, 
The rider uses a combination of the lower back, seat, and leg to bring the horse's energy evenly into both reins without changing the rhythm or tempo of the gait. This step brings the horse's energy forward toward the bit. 2. When the horse is going forward to the bit, the rider then closes the fingers of both hands simultaneously with the same weight so that it communicates symmetry to the horse's mouth. At times, one rein may be used more than the other depending on what the rider feels. I recommend keeping the correct hand position but squeezing the fingers softly downward, which is commensurate with the way the horse's pole is designed to come softer and rounder. Three. The rider softens her reins. When done correctly, the half halt allows the horse to reach more over his back so he is not just flexing his pole, but connecting over the withers from his hind end all the way to the bit. The reins should give a soft feeling to the horse in this step as opposed to dropping him. When done correctly, he stays soft in the back, pole, and jaw. Four, repeat step one and plan your next half halt. When you follow these steps, keep in mind that the half halt is only one quarter use of the rein aid and three quarters use of the body. Pick the perfect half halt. When you do a half halt, ask yourself the following questions. How long should the half halt be? How strong should it be? How often should I do it? When is the correct timing? How long and how strong? depend on how much is necessary to make the desired difference in bringing the weight more onto the hind end. I describe half halts in sizes 1 to 10, with 1 being the lightest and 10 being the firmest. Determine what is needed to make the desired change in the horse's balance. Sometimes it is correct to hold phase 2 of the half halt for 2 to 3 strides if the horse needs it. If you make the mistake of using a small-sized half halt and the horse ignores, then you need to try a stronger one to make a difference. No matter what, make sure the horse is soft in his back, pole, and jaw. His top line needs to stay soft to connect the hind end to the front end. If you come backward with your rein aids, the horse will drop his back and lose the connection, making it impossible for him to engage. Space your half halts in such a way that you improve the balance. Remember, your horse needs time to react to your half halt. For example, it might be every three to four strides as long as it is in rhythm with the horse's balance. The timing of the half halt is integral to its effectiveness. In the walk and trot, we usually half halt to the inside hind leg because it is in a position to carry the weight. In other words, you do the second step of the half halt and add weight to the inside hind leg once it has landed on the ground. In the canter, you usually ride the half halt during the first beat of the canter when the outside hind leg is engaged. Remember, half halts are simple, though not easy, and essential to increasing engagement and therefore improving balance and ultimately achieving collection. With a combination of the horse's center of balance and the rider's balance aligning in the balance box, the desired improvement will take place and you will find the magic feeling of the horse carrying you with ease. Thanks for listening to the Dressage Today podcast. 
If you've missed any episodes or to subscribe, go to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Learn more and read in-depth training articles at dressagetoday.com, or you can visit our subscription video site, ondemand.dressagetoday.com. Be sure to give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Happy riding, and we'll see you at X. The Dressage Today podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of Equine Network, LLC.